Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight. Got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I hope that you are warm and well-fed and not freezing to death like I feel right now because uh, I cannot seem to get warm even though I'm sitting in a warm house. I swear you walk within about a foot and a half from any exterior wall in my house and you can feel the cold just seeping right. in because of just being such an old house. I love it where my office is completely surrounded by either conditioned space or dirt because it's in the basement. So I've got two walls. I'm in the corner. It's it's a solid dirt. So I don't lose any heat out there and yeah. then all the other walls, it's conditioned space all around me. So really I'm the most insulated place in the house and I don't even have a vent in here. Oh um, man. I don't have anything and I'm still, it's still 70 degrees. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. This weather has been basically like, give me a big blanket and uh, I'm just going to hibernate until this passes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bring, bring me hot tea and I'm, I'm good. I'll just, I'll sit and watch episodes of Reacher and the Sopranos and all that kind of stuff while I <laughs> try to stay you warm. Know, my kids don't really know what electric blankets are. Oh, really? <laughs> they don't because we, we never needed them in Georgia. And we haven't, I've looked at buying them since we moved here, but the problem is it's hard enough to get them out of the bed sometimes. Yeah. And if it was a warm bed, like an actually warmed up by an electric blanket, <laughs> I don't think I could. I think I, I'd have to like unplug it at, at an hour uh -huh. before I needed to get up, you know? <laughs> Where did all the warmth go? <laughs> what happened? It's freezing now. It's not freezing now. It's just not overly heated now. Yeah. You have kids peeing the bed because you've unplugged their electric blanket. <laughs> got cold. What happened? <laughs> oh my goodness. It is so cold out. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, it's been uh, interesting because I've been curious of what some of the dads have been doing to try to, you know, get the, if they've gotten their kids out. And it's and it's interesting, the different areas of the country, you know, you got some dads who it's like, all right, bundle up and let's go. And other dads who are like, I am not leaving this place. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I completely understand. I uh, just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have the right gear, great, you can do it. I think I heard um, actually where the most, the kids with the most grit are from, uh, I think it's I don't know, Anchorage or Fairbanks, Alaska, something like that. Sure. Uh, because apparently at their schools, if it's negative 20 or, or hotter or warmer, I think it was hotter, <laughs> negative 20 or warmer, uh, they actually still go outside and play, re have recess and everything. And I'm like, no, but those kids, yeah. Um, th those yeah, are the I mean, kids you that get grow used to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and th and those are the kids that you know are eventually going to go on to be like come down south here and be like, "There's nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got mm -hmm. things going on." Like, I remember when you know, kind of deal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's you know, every region's different, and uh, I think I can appreciate just that fact. <laughs> it's it's really interesting to me to see again coming from Georgia. And if it was below, I think 30, but it might've even been 40, we wouldn't go outside for recess. 
Oh, really? We just, we just wouldn't. It was not a a a reasonable cold, but you know, it's talking about elementary school kids. So you're talking about second, third, fourth graders. Yeah, they they don't right. bundle up as well. They definitely can, get wet when they're not supposed to. You know, you can barely get so them to wear gotta, coats to school. That kind of right, thing. Right. Right. And here, <laughs> like I I got up uh, yesterday morning in the morning before, and I actually drove my older kids just the eighth of a mile to the bus stop. I mean, it was, it's, it's right there. I could throw a rock maybe and hit it, but it was a negative 20 something wind chill. And I just thought, I don't want my kids standing out at the bus stop freezing to death. I mean, I just, we have gear, but I just, no, I don't think it's, I just don't, I don't want to do that to them. Yeah. But we, we parked and there's a, 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 a young kid, I shouldn't say young kid, but there's a high school kid who walks by in front of us from somewhere over down at the end of the subdivision. And somewhere I don't know which house over yonder, from. over yonder, <laughs> at least a quarter mile before another, you know, could be anywhere up there and goes walking past the truck and the bus stop and goes down to the next bus stop. Cause that's the one he's always gone to. And they said, he's just used to it. And, and I'm like, should we maybe ask if he wants to sit in the truck with us? And, um, and Fabian was like, yeah, I wouldn't, it, it, he's going to just say no and keep walking. That's, that's just what, it, it's just part of living here. You have to suffer just a little when it's cold. And I went, man, <laughs> I, I don't want to suffer at negative 27. I don't mind suffering it. Even zero is not that bad, but that wind chill, <laughs> man. Uh-uh. It's like, no. hey, dad, don't 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 point out the fact that we didn't grow up around here any more than we need don't to make it so obvious. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, you want to come in here? You look cold. Are you new to this area? Like, <laughs> right. This isn't cold. <laughs> do you know where you are? Because I do. <laughs> yep. I mean, it won't even get into double digits this week. It might Friday. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be it's the top is nine I think tomorrow it gets up to nine degrees and like it's negative three now and what have you. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I think it's too cold. I, th I think I just stay inside and, and, and run to the car, zip the car over to wherever I'm going, run into the place. Leave yeah. it. I went shopping yesterday and everybody left their car running. <laughs> and I went, I, I don't know if I can do, I only have one set of keys for this car. Cause getting a new set of keys is like, $500 or something. I don't know if you know, but it's a special fob key or whatever that you have to I don't mean, go to the yeah. dealership and pay 500 bucks just to have an extra key, which I should really, because if I lose that key, I'm well, screwed. what about, what about, uh, um, the, uh, keyless, uh, or start, like, you know how you can just like start mm -hmm. the car up and warm it up. I, I think wonder if it maybe... only lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah, still though. I mean, if you got to run it, go shopping, man. Yeah, 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 I get that. I get that. But yeah, but when I when I stopped, all the cars around me were running and nobody was in them. And I thought, uh, should I leave my truck running so the block doesn't freeze? I mean, is that where we're at right today? Because it's really cold. Is that <laughs> do I need to do that? And I thought, nah, it's it it'll be fine, won't it? Come on, I'm only going to be in there for you know 20 minutes. So, but I seriously looked at it and I called Marnie later. I'm like, should I have left it running? And she said, yeah, you should always leave your truck running. It's just you know, it's fine. I'm like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> just, I'll come back and it's gone. Exactly. You know? Right. I just yeah. like, what are you talking about? But that's evidently very, very common. I that's mean, life. literally every car I went by was running 
Yeah. When I walked in the store, all of them were, and I'm like, Ooh, I may have made a Southern boy mistake and uh, go back and my truck is cracked in half. Well, did you hear about what happened up in Chicago with the cold? Mm-hmm. What was going? No. So uh, the other day, I mean, it's been so cold up there. I think it's been like, I mean, you're, you're not too far from there, so you get it. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, everybody's been on this kick of like, Oh, we need to get electric cars and do all this stuff. And I'm very much like, I don't need an electric car until they get the infrastructure in the country figured out for that. But that's a whole nother political soapbox I won't mm-hmm. even get on, but appreciate it. I think that it's been pointed out now pretty well with what took place up in Chicago. So basically you have all these people who own Teslas and other electric vehicles and they're taking them and trying to get them charged. However, it's so cold that the charging stations don't even work. They're frozen. Ooh. And so they're are there. It's like a Tesla graveyard uh, in these parking yeah. lots where uh, you're, you're supposed to be able to charge. Your, so like they've, I've seen videos of it where they're just like 30 Tesla's sitting in a parking lot and you're just like waiting I, for it to warm up. I was, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, like if I saw that going on, I probably wouldn't have pulled in there and tried to do the same thing kind of thing. But still at the same time, like, yeah, I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll keep my gas electric, my hybrid. At least I know I can get it started in the, in the cold or whatever. But I had no idea. I was like, I can't believe that those things freeze up like that. I, I, I just, that doesn't make any sense. To me, it's like, what's freezing up? What What is going on? You know, why would it do that? Because surely, surely this isn't the first year we've had cold weather in Teslas. I mean, yeah, they had I to figure this out. But like you said, very, very important point is there's no infrastructure. Right. We're not ready for it. And we need to be. And I wish we were. But yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see That's the progress in it and funny. The, the, the part. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, like, you know, if you take like your cell phone or even a computer or whatever, and it's in a, like a cold area for like for a long period of time, like say for instance, like you left your laptop in the, in the car or whatever, when it was cold, it won't turn on. The battery gets too cold. And that's, and that's what they're dealing with. I think in this situation is just the, that lithium battery or whatever it is. Like it just gets yeah. too, too cold and it won't, it doesn't have the ability to to do anything. The, the Chicago area Tesla charging stations lined with dead cars in the freezing yep. cold. <laughs> A bunch of dead robots out there is what the quote is for. It's hilarious. Not is, hilarious. Like I'm not laughing at Tesla owners or that. That's not, that's horrible because I can't imagine what I would do if my car was suddenly un. You know, un, I couldn't refill it with gas. It's right? just done. Yeah. Right. I mean, what do I do with that? It's that's terrible for people, especially if they have you know, kids to take care of and things like that. But at the same time, that's hilarious. That's, that's the situation. Is <laughs> hey, hilarious. you know what though? When, uh, when the robots start to take over, I know what I want. I don't need a flamethrower. I don't need a gun with bullets. All I need is a freeze gun. Freeze gun. <laughs> Cry a generator. <laughs> freeze it all up. Yep. That'll, that'll solve the problem. <laughs> I, I, I often, I shouldn't say often. I have thought in the past about zombies in oh. like zombie apocalypse because the movies are watching and you kind of go well that's kind of an interesting premise what might happen what would happen in a place like this wisconsin where if you're outside you freeze solid i mean if you if you were a zombie you probably you would drive around in a place like this in the winter and see zombies just statues frozen everywhere that's why that's and, why uh the uh walking dead had to take place down in georgia so they didn't have to <laughs> write that part into the story <laughs> they could they could keep the smell going 
Yeah. Oh, oh, man, <laughs> man, yeah, but yeah, oh, but I hey, love that it was yeah. there because I recognized everything. That oh yeah, cool. well there you oh, go. Oh, I know where that camper's sitting. Yeah, I've been there. It's cool. <laughs> hey, last yeah. night uh, mm -hmm. I saw where uh, there was a group of you guys on uh, Discord uh, doing some uh, RPG uh, stuff. Uh, yep, yep, yep. What was uh, what was that like? Because that seemed to be like the first time something like that's taken place. Yeah, that's our first official game night, uh, and we did play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, um, and it was great. We had uh, Dane Samus, who's one of our members, but also owns the Bearded Dragon Inn. He's a professional dungeon master, and he teaches people how to run games. Um, and he volunteered his time and a, a lot of effort, I believe, to <laughs> run the game last night and kind of get it set up. He's he's not going to run every game. We're still we're definitely looking for other people to run games, but he's kind of overseeing everything and, and helping like we have a volunteer next week. Who's going to run the game. Who's, who's only run for his kids. Okay. You know, and he's been, Dane was like, Hey, I'll be here. I'll help you get set up. I'll get everything you need. And then I'll play. And that'll be very cool for, for Dane. Cause he doesn't get to play very often. I was going to say, yeah, if you're a dungeon yeah, master, you don't typically yeah. get a play. So, yeah. yep. Yep. So, and then next week, the week after that, I think the, 30th yeah the 30th i think um somewhere in that area we're going to uh do a game called starfinder which is a sci-fi role-playing game okay um, and it's based on a very popular uh system called pathfinder which is my personal favorite for the dungeons and dragons fantasy type role-playing games um more so than fifth edition but uh it's just way more complicated there's a lot more to it Okay, and I want to say a shout out to um, uh, uh, Joe, our new member, Joe Zook. Joe, yeah, I've seen his name pop up quite so, a bit on Discord. Zook, yeah, and um, he's out in Colorado, right? He got a couple of kids and first time playing, right? So my geek foo is strong. His is much stronger, <laughs> right? He shows up on the call because we did video call, right? And he's wearing the um, uh, rebel pilot Ooh. jumper okay as as like a, a onesie and i don't know if it was a hoodie or if it was actually full onesie but he shows up wearing and you you, and you look at him like oh my god i'm like your geek foo is strong buddy and he turns <laughs> his camera and he's like yeah the whole room and his whole room is star wars stuff wow um so he he definitely wants to play the star wars um role-playing game which is pretty cool edge of the empire is the i think the latest iteration of it and yeah, that's a fun game too. But he used to be a math teacher, right? Okay. And so there's math involved in D and D. It's not not huge math, but it's still you know addition, subtraction, things like that. And you're looking when you're in, say, like a combat or when you're in a, a skill check, you're looking to hit a certain number. It's your difficulty class. It's your DC, right? And that's basically if if my role plus my skill points is greater than that then I win or I hit, you know, if your AC, your armor class is 10 and I roll an 11, I hit you 10 or higher. I hit you. Right. So when you're playing, you have a certain number you have to roll to hit the creatures you're fighting. Right. Okay. It's, yeah. the, it's their AC. And I saw him sitting there calculating both what the probable AC is of the creature and what he's got to roll to hit it. And then also how many hit points they probably had. Because there were three goblins, and he was like, "Do we know how many hit points they have?" And we're like, "No, we really don't." He's like, "Okay," and he starts going. And at the end of the battle, I'm like, "Hey, man, 
how many points did they have? And he's like, well, they had to be between this and this. And I'm like, yes, I love that, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it that you're tracking it because it's such a professional geek thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to be deep in there when you're really concerned about doing that. And it's like the statistics that you have with your favorite football player, or baseball player, or something oh, yeah. like that. You know their stats, right? And you know what they need to do to up and and what have you. And uh, us us geeks uh, getting in there and doing it. And uh, him being a math teacher, used to be a math lead. Oh which wow! I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, that's so legit. it was great meeting yeah. him. Yeah, it's him and Chris Matthews and I playing. Um, and uh, again, we're gonna play every Wednesday. Or excuse me, every Tuesday. And we may start a second night as well. But that's for our organization. So any of our members that are listening. Yeah, I was going to ask with us on Discord and I was going to ask that as someone who is a complete um, novice, like never even touched uh, anything RPG other, you know, like my like I'm thinking RPG and for some reason, like I I immediately go to like video games, like, you know, just like I'm but I'm Uh thinking like first person shooter. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) um, But still, I mean, for anybody who's like, I I wouldn't mind, like I would feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, playing with these guys like i feel like they would you know teach me some things and, oh, yeah. and be, be you know that kind of deal which i that's not that's exactly what the group's all i feel like has always been mm-hmm. even when you go to home dad con and they're like hey we're doing this like if you've never yeah. played before like come hang we're out and gatekeeping. play keeping we're not yeah, yeah. We just everybody get on and play joe had never played together or yeah. played excuse me, played before um and we played together and he was great you would know, it, it be took him, would it, would it be good for somebody that's in that position to reach out to one of you guys um, or even in just that discord and just say, Hey, like I want to play. I have never played. Mm-hmm. Like what should I do to prepare Bingo. Yep. <laughs> so that I don't walk into this be like, Hey guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, especially with fifth edition, it's very easy to learn. It's, it's kind of more simplified rules. So it's easy to get into. Okay. Um, I'm not, calling it simplistic i don't mean that but it's of all the tabletops you might want to start with that one's probably the most accessible okay so starting new is great and every year at the convention especially we have multiple games we play people that have never even touched the die they don't even know what they're doing they just want to hang out and have fun and it's like any board game you know, short of, well, maybe not Monopoly, but like most board games though, like Carcassonne or whatever you're playing, uh, Catan, all of that. When someone new comes in, you want to teach them how to be the best player they can be, right? Yeah. You generally, especially like for us, we've been playing with our kids and of course we can beat our kids, you know, just like, right. right. Yeah. So I want somebody to come in and get in and help me play, help me enjoy this game and maybe win and, and, you know, things like that. And D&D is collaborative. That's yeah. what it's for. It's all of us get together and we tell a story. We write a story together. And whether that's, you know, combat heavy or no combat at all or wherever you want to take it, that's what we're doing. So you bring anybody new to the table and there's a place for them. It yeah. really is. I think anybody that's watched like, uh, well, I mean, like Lord of the Rings, Narnia, that kind yeah. of stuff where you're off on a quest, like that's pretty much like, the live action version of like an RPG. Cause you know, you, the, the goal is to take down, you know, the bad guy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want anybody yep. in your crew to die along the way. And so, mm-hmm. but yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. Um, I, 
eventually I would love to try it because it, it, I, my curiosity like every week seems to get peaked um, with just the conversations that we have about it. Um, mm -hmm. And then to like, I, you know, it seems like too that uh, people are going to like breweries and playing, um, you know, they'll set up and, and have fun playing there too. And so that's another thing that, is intriguing to me as well but what what's yeah. the time what's the time frame look like for playing uh, like uh a, a eastern game? uh we're we're running these are all one shots so like one two well probably an hour and a half two hours okay as uh, we're playing they start at eight eastern right now on tuesdays we're willing to adjust that let's say um depending on how many people want to play we like i said we might even open up another night but it's generally uh, I keep trying to switch back to Eastern eight, eight to 10 Eastern on okay. Tuesday nights. That's cool. So, no, that's great. They may start it a little bit later because people are like, Oh, I got to get my kids in bed and whatever. Yeah, of course. Let's do it. When do you, can we do it? It started at nine. Okay. We can start it. At nine. Yeah. We'll see I imagine you probably don't want distractions while you're, while you're playing so that you can en yeah. enjoy it. It's not a huge issue to be I mean, honest. It happens. It happens. Yeah. We, we used to play with, uh, our Marnie and I used to play with our friends in Georgia and they have 12 kids, you know, it's always an interaction interruption. Oh, yeah. always somebody coming in and saying something, needing something, doing something. And that's just part of it. You know, okay. you're a parent and a gamer. So, you know, we had kids come in, in the game last night, but nobody, you just mute your mic and deal with what you're going to deal with and yeah, get back to the game. So are you, do you have to like move your camera so that you can see what you roll or how to like, how do you, or is it an honor code system for it's rolling? It's just, it's just an honor code because honestly, the maturity level is pretty high with the guys that we do with most of our dads, most of our members, most of the people that probably come to the game are, I don't want to say older necessarily, but definitely more mature. Yeah. And you roll, you make a bad roll, you make a bad roll. I mean, it is, yeah. I, I rolled and ended up with a zero. At one point, uh, cause I rolled a bad, <laughs> I rolled bad and I had bad stats for it. And I went, uh, he's like, so what, what's your, what, it was for initiative. So it's when you, when you go and oh, no. higher is better. <laughs> and I went, uh, I have a goose egg. He said, what? I'm like, a zero. I have a zero. He said, really? I'm like, yeah, I rolled a one and I have a minus one. And so I have zero I'm going, I'm going with nobody. I'm going by myself. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny, but you just, but that's the best stories if you think about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's remember the every, every failing. Well, it's like, if you think back to like your high school years or college years, when you're out there making all those, those were your funniest things that have ever happened. Oh to yeah, you. definitely. Right. So it's the same way with this. And honestly, uh, if someone was fudging their role, you wouldn't know it, Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, if if you get somebody at your table and all they want to do is to be the best of the best of the best and win every single time and they're going to cheat to do it, mm -hmm. you'll figure that out pretty quick. You yeah. get you kind of uh, yeah. There's no way you rolled that. You know, <laughs> no one's that lucky. Um, it's just yeah. We're gonna have to see the dice on that one. And sometimes you are really lucky. I mean, yeah. I I've had the greatest story, and this is for all my D and D peeps out there. We were fighting a Tarasque, which is an unkillable immortal monster. It really is. And, and I saw the guy beside me. He had a, what they were called Vorpal weapons. And a Vorpal weapon has a chance to cut off a creature's head if it rolls a natural 20. Oh, wow. That's just what a Vorpal weapon does. But you have to confirm it. So he rolled two. He goes, I'm just, I, I, I'll, guys, I'm going to save you some. I'll, I'll try to, you know, run now and I'll stay and kill 
get killed, but it'll give you another chance to get away. And we're like, oh, that's so heroic. We appreciate it. And um, <laughs> he rolled two 20s right there in front of us. And he just, he, I, this is the noise. He, he goes, ah, like like a mouse had run across him or something. And, and like, what? And he goes, look, 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 look. And the DM, he goes, no way. And leans over and it's two 20s. Wow. So he rolled a 20 to crit and then a 20 to confirm. And and realistically, there's the, the math kind of loses its sense at that point. But the DM goes, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, you cut off its head completely. Uh, and its head falls down and, and it starts to heal itself because that's what will happen. But we all got away. <laughs> you know, it was like, ah, we beat your Tarask. What's the XP on that one? He's like, no, you're not getting XP. This was not, you weren't even supposed to go in here. This is, this is a story thing. You were supposed to do this. And then you, but you, for whatever reason, wanted to fight the Tarask. And, um, but it was one of those things that was the best role I've ever seen. And I still remember it. Well, it's probably 20 years later. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's one of those great moments. Now, do you have to have a, uh, a D20 dice to play or can you just use your regular dice out of like your, your Yahtzee? Yeah. Uh... No, you need a, you need a, you need a few more polyhedrons. Um, there's oh. virtual dice is the easiest way to do it. Oh, okay. So like you can just like plenty of apps, Google search yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's and cool. if you play on a virtual tabletop, like I generally play on Roll20, um, and it's just basically a virtual tabletop that we can all see a map or all see the same picture or whatever. Um, and if you do that, it's got its own roll system. Discord, you can put a bot in Discord that'll roll for you. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, we may end up doing that. Um, but most players like to have a set of dice Yeah. or or like nine sets of dice. Did anybody have like a uh, a roll tower or anything like that no, last night? I didn't night? see one. I yeah. didn't see one. That's becoming yeah. the big thing too. Like especially if you have like a three D printer, you know, you can print mm -hmm. these very elaborate uh, right dice rolling things. Like I, those are really cool, and I've seen people build them too out of wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're great, and it's such a neat little part of the hobby. You yeah, because your dice are like I have, I have. I don't think I have a hundred sets of dice, but I'm probably close. I, I just have, I love dice and I keep buying them for no good reason. I, I don't need any more dice. I need one set, maybe yeah. two if I want to let somebody, and I've got 70. I mean, it's just dumb, but <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's, it's almost a collectible. It's sure. Like, oh, I yeah. want these shiny new dice, right? Well, I've seen um, where people like will bring like a set of dice to give somebody. Like, oh, I saw. Yeah, I found these in a store, and they reminded me of you. Or, hey, right. like I knew that you enjoy these colors or whatever it is. And like, I you know, like yep. I've seen that multiple times happen at mm -hmm. at Home Dad Con, which I think is just really cool because it it is kind of it's like kind of this like geeky gift, but at the same time, like there's actual mm -hmm. like you know, reason behind Practical it, which use, is yeah. so cool. So yeah, I, um, I, yeah. So the dice thing, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm very, that I didn't realize that you guys use the digital. So that's, that's helpful. Um, yeah, digital think, is a lot easier. Yeah. I was, uh, what was I thinking like this, this whole realm of things, like I've been around it. It's kind of interesting. I feel like I've like walked the fence <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like peeked in from the outside, like quite a bit of different people doing it. And uh, it just seems like people really enjoy it. It's a lot of imagination. Uh, it's got a lot of, 
you know, just dungeon. Like I like watching uh, TikToks where they talk about it now. Like that mm -hmm. intrigues me, uh, and I find it very entertaining because different. Like either you're watching a group of people who maybe they're reacting, like you said, to somebody who rolled something amazing, or somebody's character gets killed off type of deal too. Because yep. seeing that, that's pretty dramatic. Um, yep. I saw where recently there was a video, a guy had, he was like, he's like something about like, this is the worst dice to use to like curse somebody with. And it was like a D 19 dice or something. And he was talking <laughs> through like how it works. And I'm like, that's interesting. And, um, he showed another one too, which was really cool. It was like a hockey puck type of style. And it had a bunch of dice inside of it and you could spin it. And then there was like one like white marker and like, so you'd have, I don't know how many ever were in there. You spin that sucker and it just randomly goes through and then it stops on, you know, one. Um, and I was like, that's that's a really kind of fun, sort of almost look like a fidget spinner type of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just stuff like that was, it was just pretty wild. So I, I think it's interesting that people have kind of really thought outside of the box of how do we roll, you know, like what kind of things mm -hmm. can we do to roll? And so what do you have any very like interesting type of things like that? Do you, or yeah. are you just, yeah. yeah. My die box, I have, there's two things that I think are, are my favorites. One is a set of dice that are, um, uh, they're basically a cylinder with edges flattened. Right. Okay. So they're, they're, I mean, they're only like an inch long, but you roll them. And as opposed to them being a cube or something, it's a cylinder and whatever comes up that, and they, they don't roll well. They're not good for playing, but it's like bones almost. Yeah. And you take them and you just shake them with your hand and drop them on the table and you see players are like, Oh crap. What was that? What are those for? Well, that's what the, you know, the bad guys using or something. And it just kind of gives it that mystique of what, no, what's wrong. And, um, I just like them because of that uniqueness. Yeah. Um, so I've got that one. That's my kind of nerdy one. And then the other one is a handmade, um, ceramic coin mm. that my second wife actually made. And she, she scripted it all the way around the edges so that it's got the, 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 or the parallel lines all around. It so it looks like a coin does. And then it's got, you know, death and life on it and what have you. And it's just, just it's just a big, like maybe inch and a half. Uh, in diameter coin that hmm. every once in a while you need to flip a coin. Yeah. You know, you just get to a point you're like, well, I'll tell you what, it's either going to hit you or you. So I'm going to ask you heads or tails and you flip it. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's just kind of a neat little thing uh, yeah. that you do. So that's cool. Those are my, probably my favorite weird dice. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got a hundred sided dice. Oh, wow. That's terrible. I hate it because <laughs> you can't it, the numbers are so small even when i was young and my eyes were good you roll it and you're like is that a there's like nine numbers that could be i think it's a four you know i mean you just kind of because there's just so many numbers on it and so many sides but it's again it's a neat little nerdy thing to have well, i got a hundred sided die why <laughs> was, what, is that a golf what, ball like... it? <laughs> it's, yeah it's huge it's it's almost the size of a baseball well, no, I was yeah. just meaning like it's got all these dimples. Oh, it has like, little dimples on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. deal. Like that's and wild. This, it's what it looks like. It's like, why? Why? You can't I can't even read this, but <laughs> it's still fun, you know. I would I think I would want uh glass dice. Mm -hmm. I especially if it was somebody who had uh maybe done like a glass blowing kind of deal, you know, like because you can basically just drop the molten 
glass like into you know i, I think that would make an inter an interesting looking uh dice yeah. set and i'm sure they probably have that out there too i'm sure somebody's come up with that and so many people make resin dice make oh their that's own a big one resin yeah. dice yeah and those are sharp edged. It's hilarious how sharp those are. But yeah, really, yeah, it's just yeah. All of mine have been because I've had people send me some, and I'm like, oh yeah, ooh, uh, okay, I could cut myself. That's, that's oh wow, neat. I didn't realize not that. a razor blade, but definitely would poke you. Like you know, okay. it's kind of like a pencil could poke you though. You know, you just got to be careful with it. Yeah, so they're not well, dangerous. Well, there you go. It's RPG is dangerous. <laughs> Bloodletting. Well, that sounds like fun. So hopefully guys after hearing this maybe they'll uh they want to do it and that and that'll mm -hmm. continue to grow because i know that that is definitely a big fun thing to take place at home dadcon as well so yeah. might might grow that also and we're doing game night game night starting two weeks out i think we've got to get that set up as well which is basically we're going to start with jackbox games which is just a mobile app that everybody it's free everybody uses it one guy's got an account and you join his game and you play all these neat little mobile games that is it a trivia game is that some of them are trivia yep there's a lot of like it's, it's not for, is it's, it is it the same creators of you don't know jack that you remember that game from back in the day that was a, a computer no. game no i do remember it yeah but jackbox is its own thing okay um, they have okay. their own games and stuff and it, but basically just an opportunity to just go hang out and play games with, you know, yeah. your fellow dads. So that's fun. Yeah. I mean, cause you think of, yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it, you don't get to do that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I know from time to time I'll, you know, Corey and I will sit down and play games, um, just the two of us. But other than that, it'll be just, it might be us and the kids. So, which is mm -hmm. fun too. They we're teaching them strategy games and things like that now. So they're getting cool. more into that. I mean, like Hezekiah is in a, a, like an after school um, deal for like an hour after school where they're doing strategy games. Nice. Um, so yeah, he, he had fun. They, I forget what they played last week, but he was having all kinds of fun with it. They, he's got another one today. Uh, and then also too, like they're both, uh, both Hezekiah and Ruby are doing uh, baking classes. So the, awesome. I, and I just love it because it's like, you know, schools these days don't have home ec and things like that. And they, they cook a lot here at the house anyways. So for them to be able to get a chance to do some baking and mm -hmm. really hone that in, I think is going to be uh, just fun, just more skills for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it teaches you so much. I mean, yeah, especially if you look at fractions. Because if you're just looking at fractions while you're learning it, it's going, why, when will I ever use this? Right. Trust me, you're going to use it. Let's make cookies and you need to know all your <laughs> fractions, you know? Exactly. So that's great. That's great. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So, hey, uh, last time, I think I was telling you that I have, that I'm scheduled, I've scheduled my surgery for my shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, did I tell you that I moved the date recently? Did, did we talk about You mentioned about that? it. We did not talk about it here, but I think we mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was that, I think it was that night um, that we recorded. I got an email uh, from a local uh, organization called uh, Garage Brew, which they work with one of the local uh, breweries here in town, Rheingeist. And Rheingeist is actually, uh, I think it's the seventh largest brewery in the country now, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. And so they've done this motorcycle show for like four years now. And 
I've gone to it most of the time, most of the years, and it's a free show all day long. And they, you know, they have all these entries and then they pick like 50 or so. Um, this year, I guess they picked 70 different motorcycles to be in it, but I entered my Harley. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the one that we've, I've talked about, everybody jokes <laughs> that I'm going to ride it to home dad con it sometime, but yeah. a, little, a little too cold and do that. St. Louis. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think it'll be, I mean, it'll be warmer, but not by much, <laughs> not enough. Um, but anyway, I entered it and, uh, they picked the bike to be in the show and the show is on February 3rd. <laughs> so my my surgery was supposed to be on the first so i uh, called up my doc i'm like yeah but i move this by a week and uh they were like all right no problem they didn't even question me on it which i was oh, good. Like, really happy about but yeah so i'm gonna have that in the in that show which i'm very excited about and be around a bunch of other you know motorcycles that you know mm -hmm. just we all got our little things and stuff. So that's going to, so that's going to be fun. So I'll do that. And then I'll have my surgery. <laughs> yep. That seems like priorities in my opinion. That's good priorities. It It's going to be a fun day. Let's just put it that way. I think it'll, it'll just be neat to, cause it's like a 12 hour deal. Like they open at noon, they're open till midnight and there's judging that goes on and just lots of people walking by. And so it'll just be kind of fun to have that interaction with everybody. And I, I think we need to mention, because we've talked about it in the past, uh, this year it's going to be a little bit different for you, but usually your motorcycle has a peg leg. It still does, actually. And still, this year you're going to put it, they're going to put it on a block though, right? You, well, they're talking, they're gonna... well, there's the possibility that they'll put it on two kegs. Um, so they've got these, yeah. they've got these like mechanisms that like attach to the wheel forks. Um, and so... That's my hope is that they put it on that because I think it'll look much better like up in the mm -hmm. air like that. So yeah. hopefully that's what they do. Um, because yeah, otherwise, like as far as kickstands go, and I mean maybe they want to play on that part because I did put that in there. I was like, yeah, it's like it's got the loving, loving nickname of peg leg. Um, so maybe they want to show it off that way. I think that for like safety purposes, probably not the best option <laughs> just because yeah. people were gonna be walking around and I'd hate for it to like get barely nudged and and fall or whatever that would yeah. suck um so yeah but yeah that's that it's gonna get that um hopefully it's gonna get an actual kickstand here at some point I'm, i've been searching that out and a couple other different items which I keep uh i get people that have like complete bikes and i'm like hey do you want to part that out and nobody wants to yeah. of course so um yeah that makes it much more difficult i'll probably end up just having to put like some aftermarket like kickstand on it just so that it has something mm -hmm. to... yeah uh <laughs> but still going for the contest that's great yeah going or going the, for the, the show not the contest i guess it's not a contest right it's a show it's just a show. well it's, it's got a, a bit of a contest into it but i mean it's mainly a show like the contest is sort of like a bonus like people don't cool. really enter into it to it's like a people's choice type deal is kind of the fan favorite yeah yeah, so. yeah. but yeah so that's, well, that's beautiful so that's coming up yeah you know how we always talk about um, how groups of people like, or well, the guys, we always are encouraging them to, you know, maybe find some local people around to connect with. Mm -hmm. um, we at our church uh, started doing these uh, community groups. So we're not calling them Bible studies or small group or anything like that. We're calling them community groups because we want people like in the neighborhood, if they're just looking for a way to like connect with other people to come to mm -hmm. like, we, I mean, we might, I mean, we talk about like, what's going on at church and stuff like that. But it's, it's really just a space for people to come 
be around other people and, and feel supported and loved. And, uh, last night we, uh, we had our first, uh, community group meeting here at the house, which was really fun. There was, a uh, some families that we had never met before and some single people that we never met before. And nice. Yeah, it was really cool. We cooked, we cooked dinner and sat around and talked and got to know each other. And they, it was fun because don't typically have like little kids here in the house. Um, it's been a while. And, uh, one of the families have like a six month old and a two year old and they were <laughs> the two year old. Yeah. Was all kinds of energy bouncing around and it was so cute. And, uh, there the mom was like i'm so sorry and we're like no you don't need to apologize for parents you mm -hmm. know for being a parent and like having kids that are little like it's not a big deal and she had just never heard that before and it was just so great to be able to just be like you you don't have to feel any judgment like like we're not judging you at all like in mm -hmm. all honesty like we're actually just enjoying watching them bounce around that the room and, yeah. and and do things so um i just to me like that was I was like, man, I was like, there are a lot of parents. I think that just need to hear that. Like, it's, it's okay. Like if your kids are just being like, it's one thing if they're being like disruptive in a way that's like, you know, they're tearing the house down. That's, that's one thing. But if they're just being kids and playing and, and whatever, like you shouldn't have to feel like, oh my gosh, like they're not being proper and they're doing all that. It's like, no, no, let, let them play. They're, they're not hurting anything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So it was nice to be able to just kind of like, it, you know, one experience that and two to be able to just like let them feel at more at ease, I guess, with that. I'm like, because you, know, you go to church and kids do stuff like that. And a lot of times people will turn around and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're doing that. And I'm like, I, I usually if I hear like a kid like making sounds or whatever, like I just turn around to see what they're doing. I usually just give them a big smile because they're just, you know, mm -hmm. being silly. They're being so. kids are just exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We We've had, and we were in the Catholic church. Oh right? gosh. Yeah. I had and that experience. we sat down <laughs> and the, the, I mean, we had, I think we had all four of our kids at the time, but one was, uh, you know, somebody was in a, you know, we had to hold somebody was a baby, one of the kids. So we were, you know, at least three kids in and we sat down, we try to sit in the back, you know, it's just better. I think in case we have to get up, don't want to disrupt everybody. <laughs> yeah. And there was an, older couple grandparent age in front of us we sat behind and they turned around and looked got up and moved forward about six aisles and sat down again <laughs> and i wow. went i'm gonna have to go talk to those people and marnie's like no don't you dare i don't know who they are but i'm like well i'll know who they are when we're done and they'll know me and i'll just have to ask them we're in the catholic church the Catholic church that is known for yeah. have as many babies as you can. Yes. Have lots and lots of babies. Keep, keep having babies, right? No birth control, nothing. Just make the babies. Yes. Be and rabbits. <laughs> you're not able to sit by little kids. How did you ever make it through, you know, your, your life as a, as a Catholic without being, I mean, just there's kids everywhere. Everywhere. You know? Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, Marnie wouldn't let me go talk to him, mm. which I still regret. I could have had such a good conversation with those people, but, um, you know, I, I guess I, I think didn't that's, see, that's what fight. I was, that's why I always thought like, you know, when the, when the priests walk down the aisle and they have that thing that, you know, has water that goes out, like they're just making everything fertile. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the 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 sower sowing the yep. seed, sowing the seed. Have more babies. Have you, more, have more uh, yeah. you have more babies. You have more babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's time for babies. Yeah, that yeah, was it's, hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's like places like that. It's like, come on, 
Like, well, family family restaurants the same way. Yeah, you know? that's the only time. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is what you expect. This is you know. I mean, I, I remember one of the deacons came up to me at the first Catholic church that we went to because I was did not raised Catholic, and the and Fabian's just being Fabian, and he's he needs to move. He needs to go. He was loud, and I'm trying to keep him quiet. And the deacon comes over and leans over and he goes, "This isn't a library." And I'm like, "Uh, sir." He goes. Babies make noises. That's what they do. Nice. And nobody cares. You know, and, and I and it was such like you said, it's every parent I think needs to hear that. Yeah. At some point. Just some more mature or further along the line person look at him and go, They can make noise. Mm-hmm. You're not a horrible person. It's okay that your baby is loud. That's what babies do. You know, right, right. And again, if you go to a family restaurant or if you go to a movie in the middle of the day. I'm sorry. That's when parents take their kids. Oh yeah, especially if that's, it's a kids movie. Just, it's it's yeah. a kids movie. They're going to be there. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. If so, you're if you're offended when you go to a kids movie because kids are talking, like you need your there. you need your head examined. Like that's just you know expect that. Like if you didn't expect that, like what in the world? It's a different if you you know if you're going to go see Saving Private Ryan and there's a kid talking like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yep. much different. Oh, I went to see Oppenheimer, and there was a kid talking the entire There's time. A kid okay, yeah, that I would be, I would be a they little. Should have been somewhere else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh yay. <laughs> well, anyway, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been a good, uh, good start to mm-hmm. the day. So, yeah, we hope everybody else uh, has a uh, a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you all uh, next week. So, have a good one. All right. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.